Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. Hello. Hello. Oh, you sound so wonderful and clear. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm so happy to hear a happy voice and a smile through the phone. Yes, yes, I am good. I'm good. Cold, but I'm good. (laughs) Now, you went to D.C. for the exotica, so you know I had to ask you about that. Because I got to live vicariously through you people because I'm not traveling yet, and I'm retired from from the field of being talented. So I got to live through you people. So how was D.C.? Tell me about D.C. D.C. was crazy. It was insane. Exotica. I think it was um, the first time that they did it in D.C. So it was... I don't know. I was expecting it to be a little bit bigger than what it was. Friday was a little bit more... It seemed more reserved, like like mm-hmm. there wasn't too many stars there. I didn't see too many producers. On Saturday, mm-hmm. there was a little bit more stars mm-hmm. and producers there. So I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be a little bit bigger, but I think maybe because it was the first year, it didn't blow up as big as it wanted and it to is right there before Christmas. Exactly. In the exactly. beginning of the month for Christmas. So you have a lot of people like, I can't go because I got to get gifts for the kitties. Right, exactly. <laughs> you already know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so what so I know you do shoots and everything. What who did you work with uh this week? What kind of shoots did you do this week? I know you got some content done. Yes, yes. Okay. So I'm part of um Aliva's Affairs, um, okay. which they are basically like a lifestyle they call it like a lifestyle party. Um, So they have their members who come to these after parties after like certain events or certain exoticas, let's say. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, and basically it's, it's just like a huge orgy with like seven girls and maybe like 50 plus guys. So I went to on Friday and Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so so y'all mostly shoot like like game bang videos swinger yeah. party porn that, mm-hmm. to them. yes it's, with them it, i shoot um mostly okay. gang bangs and like orgies and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. and you also do content on your own correct for your own i stuff. do Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Yes, okay. I do. So, so, so we're gonna get into all that let me do my particulars so we can get this thing rolling real quick so sure Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get a profile today and start podcasting. I'm your host, Kevin Office of a Champ, a.k.a. The Point Rap Star. Check me out. All my links, porn links, social media link, and music link, all with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Also, we have two wonderful sponsors. 
Um, the first one is the Facebook and Ellis community. I'm talking about EllisWorld.com. Go there today and get yourself a profile and continue or start your journey to the life of King. The other uh, sponsor we have is Eroticism Magazine. So go to eroticismmag.com and get yourself a monthly subscription. You can even get a paperback or digital and you get to see the sexiest women from around the world monthly. New episodes every month. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. Multiple podcasts give you the black experience. Plus, while you're there, experience some shopping from over 500 retailers and sellers that are black. So support black businesses, buy black, support yeah, I did it completely wrong because I'm trying to get through it. I know you ain't got much time. <laughs> okay, you're good. You're good. Here's <laughs> a shop G. Go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses so we can build the black economy so create generational wealth. And every Monday night on K97FM, the radio station for the porn community, the official radio station for the adult film industry, every Monday night, Monday night smoke. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. I talked to somebody from the industry discussing the business of porn. So every Monday night, tune in to K97FM to catch that smoke. I'm talking about Monday Night Smoke. Now I'm going to shut up and let this sexy lady introduce herself. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Sasha Elitis here with you guys today. Happy to be here. Okay. <laughs> okay, most definitely. And as you can see, podcasting is it, it has its hangups. It's it's tough. It's tough. So trust me. Just like I've been been male talent, so I know how it is on set. Also, so yeah. with that being said, let's be, let's start at the beginning. How did you get into this business? Okay, <laughs> it's a funny story. So, <laughs> um, so I lost my virginity at twenty three. Let's start there. Um, and okay. uh, yeah, I know, kind of late, right? <laughs> Not too late, but late nonetheless. But go ahead, right? <laughs> right. Um, so after I lost my virginity, like sex blew up in my face, like it was, mm. uh, it was, it was everywhere. Like, I, I just wanted to fuck all the damn time, like, mm. all the time, every moment that I had, I like, I wanted to fuck so. Mm. Um, I was in a relationship with the man who's now my husband, um, okay. and uh, and nothing like you know um, we are both the same way like we're both um very sexually active people, um, okay. so we started off by like you know doing a couple threesomes, um, mm. then um, I started a porn hub. And we would just film <laughs> us together, okay. then post it on there. And then I saw that I had my fans there. So mm -hmm. I started doing like some fan meetups. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, after that, I did that for maybe like a year. And after that, mm -hmm. I did um, my Instagram and my Twitter. Then I kind of like slowly and blowing up like that. Mm -hmm. so that's how i started everything like it was okay. it, it was just the desire to have constant sex so that's how i got into it <laughs> <laughs> well i mean to be honest with you one of the prerequisites is you got to love to fuck exactly and i tell girls you got to love to suck dick because you can do a lot of that on on set it, whether yeah. you like it or not and it just trips me that a person that don't like sex want to do porn that's an oxymoron 
Vincent. Yes, exactly. And you see that a lot. So, like you see people like forcing themselves to want to be in the porn industry and they don't want to have sex when that's completely like the whole purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like to me, I guess girls look at the prerequisite. They because I guess girls see girls do a lot of solos, they think that's the easy way to get in. Right. And not realizing that in order to have longevity, you at some point you have to do boy girl. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Honest. Solos are hard, you know. It, it, yeah. It's like, you know, you have to have like a building and then mm. maybe do the solo like afterwards, but you have to get mm. your name out there some way, somehow. Mm. So Okay, so you was working with the boyfriend at the time. And y'all was, you know, doing videos. Plus, you were doing fan meetups, which I'm going to ask you about that later. Yeah. Um, I guess once y'all eventually broke up, how did you end up moving into porn business? Because I'm pretty sure you was making money, pretty decent money from it, mm-hmm. getting clientele from it. I know you wanted to continue even after you and him parted ways. Well, um, I actually... I actually ended up marrying him. <laughs> so oh. my boyfriend became my husband. Say boyfriend. Okay, then. Okay. So, so basically, you've been shooting your husband, what have you. Do you work with, I mean, do you work with talent outside your husband? Because I understand you do work with um, that company. So, but do you work mm-hmm. with talent, male talent, established talent? Outside yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh. have, um, I think I did my first. Um, my first uh, booking, like official professional booking, was okay. with Orion, and that was <laughs> yeah, the fatness. You know, and by that last shout note, out to Orion, <laughs> right? Shout out to the Orion. <laughs> okay, okay. Then when did you shoot with him? When it was, yeah. um it was in two thousand nineteen. That's when I shot with him for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's one of New York's like I can sit here and say legend. Actually, mm-hmm. he 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 knew something we didn't because the way that he shot everybody shooting now. So I I, I can't even hate on him no more. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we with the tripod, but we used to drag him for what you used the tripod. You feel me? So it was <laughs> right. like you know they were like man that shit average, but now everybody shooting now. So I mean maybe mm-hmm. he knew something we didn't. So, okay, then. So, working with him, that was your first shoot. All right. That was my first professional shoot, yes. Okay, then. Okay, then. Now, let's talk about the professional shoot. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it different working with him as far as the way the shoot was set up versus with the way that you and your husband? So, people can get um, a perspective and a spectrum. Okay. Um, so... I don't know. With me and my husband, we just um, do with cameras and it's kind of like in the moment. Like if we're mm. we don't film all the sex sessions that we have, you know, like, but if if we kind of have a, like a schedule. So maybe like mm. every other day, every three days, that's when we film and we just film with the phone and it's nothing fancy, you know, like now mm. they have these these um 12s and 13 um iPhones and they have like nice fan- cameras so at the yeah. time I, th- I had like an 11 or whatever and mm. um that's what I was using I was just using my phone um when I filmed with Orion um it was uh, it was all the cameras set up you know and I'm mm. uh, at first I was a little hesitant because you know I'm I'm camera shy like I I didn't really yeah <laughs> 
my first I was. I swear. Yeah, probably at first. Probably at first. I'm just guessing. Yes. Yes, yes. So, so it it was. I was hesitant about it, and I didn't know how I felt. Like, you know, going into the business officially like that. You know, that's when I kind of like it hit me that, it, I don't know that I might be going somewhere with this. So, okay. it, it was it was good. It, everything okay. he made everything really easy. So mm-hmm. I went to his book and he had everything set up. Um, he guided me through it. Um, mm-hmm. He used like three different cameras, um, but mm-hmm. he, he made it easy in the aspect that he like talked me through everything. And I like, I told him bluntly, I was like, you know, I've never done this before. So just like literally like help me out. And he did mm-hmm. just that. He made me feel really comfortable and mm-hmm. it, it was a success. Mm-hmm. So how important was it him doing that? Because I always talk about what is called pre-care, um, mm-hmm. especially if people understand BDSM with pre-care. But there's a pre-care point. It's mm-hmm. where the guy, the male talent or the producer, what have you, you know, help you relax and get you, you know, straight for the scene and comfortable, especially being your first time. How was right. important was it that? Oh, that is extremely important to me even now like um whenever i'm filming Mm. with anybody i always tell them you know because i do get nervous i still get Mm. nervous like i'm i'm Mm. not i get nervous in front of the camera i think that's what it is so i kind of need just like a relaxed conversation or like um Mm. just like guidance about what we're gonna do and i need to know what's about to happen like i don't like Mm. surprises unless like you know it's it's there and you're talking to me through it like whispering or whatever um Mm -hmm. so i think that is a huge that's a big deal to me and i always explain that to them like i i tell them that you know um i need to have a conversation let's break this down how are we gonna do this um and so far like everybody that i've worked with they've been they've been amazing with that like they understand Mm -hmm. and they're really good at making me feel comfortable whenever like right before we're about to shoot like even if it's half Mm -hmm. hour right before we're gonna shoot we sit down we have a conversation about anything and um, then we get into the business portion within the last Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes that we're about to shoot and then that's when we start so that that plays a major role whenever I'm working with any producer Mm, okay okay so um so how so who else have you worked with up in new york um, um in new or, york. or or well not new york i don't know where you live at i'm just saying because you said oh. ryan i know ryan in new york so <laughs> right right well i live uh, in pennsylvania okay then so who have you like worked with as far as talent producers or such you know what i'm saying within your time frame that you've been in the business um i've worked with I work with Rodney St. Cloud. Um, okay. 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 Let's stop right there. Never, <laughs> never worked with him. Tell me about how it is working with him. Because it, because I know he shoots on a different level than Dove Orion. So now, so now you went from shooting where he got the camera set up to now is an actual surefire, more professional type shoot closer to what Hollywood would do. You feel what I'm coming from? So mm-hmm. see, how you felt walking into working with McLeod, how he contacted you. Paint the picture of that shoot from beginning to end. Yes. Okay. So he hit me up on Instagram at the time 
And um, he told me that he wanted to work with me. I told him I was in PA um, and that I was willing to travel to New York, that it was only a few hours away from me. So it was okay. Um, So we settled that um, when the day came, um, I got there and it was like instant, like, chemistry like he opened the door and he he greeted me as if he known me forever like Mm -hmm. he was so nice he was so nice huge smile on his face he was like oh my god i can't i'm pretty sure seeing your sex ass walk through the door he was like yes (laughs) (laughs) i said yes well go ahead i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> so nothing he was great um we like the kind of the same thing as orion like with the conversation like he was yeah. just talking to me about me um he was asking me how how did i get into everything um and he was mm-hmm. he was really cool and what he did differently than orion is that he does um for strippers in the hood um he does um he does uh, an interview prior to the actual like filming process, mm-hmm. the sex part portion. So mm-hmm. I was, I was terrified. Like I was terrified because I've never <laughs> been in that <laughs> predicament before. So mm-hmm. I told him I was nervous and he like, he kind of, he didn't dismiss it, but he was like, no, you got this. And he just turned on the camera and he just talked to me the whole way through. And he was completely cool. Like, so, so cool. Like, the questions he asked, he made them so that I didn't feel nervous. He made sure that I was laughing the whole way. Um, It felt like I was just talking to him and there was no camera involved. So, um. I think that that was like the major difference. But aside from that, it was like um, he had his his friend, his camera guy there um, also mm. filming. Um, and he was really nice, too. And they the same thing, um, a whole bunch of angles, uh, maybe like three different cameras. He had everything set up and it it went really smoothly. It was oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, because I followed him for years and uh <clears throat> yeah, I just seen that them hips move. <laughs> yeah. Babe yeah. does good work. He's a very good man of time, very professional. Yes. Oh so. yeah. He's he's extremely professional. And that's like a big I, I love when producers <coughs> come off as professional rather than, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I want to suck your pussy. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a oh, huge yeah, difference oh, yeah, with that. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. um before I go into how you well, first of all, you do, do content trade. I gotta ask Correct. you that first. Okay, yes. so before I go into ask you about the elitist, yes. um, what do you look for in the male talent when he hits you up? That and, and understand before we start with this because it, it's the purpose of the question: mm-hmm. how they approach you, what they bring to the table, how much do you take that into account? And how should guys approach you if they want to work with you? And what they got to bring to the table in order to work with you? Okay. Um, so I am, like I mentioned before, I'm huge on professionalism. If mm-hmm. you're over here trying to work with me, you cannot come out of nowhere and just hit me up and be like, um, oh, I can't wait to fucking fuck you. I can't wait to suck your pussy. I can't wait to fucking <laughs> kiss you. Like, uh, who the fuck are you? Don't don't hit me up like that. 
Like, mm-hmm. if you're trying to work with me, prove that you're going to be completely professional in the, mm-hmm. in the filming process and while I'm texting you on a road to fucking working together. Because mm-hmm. if you're coming off, like, as, like, I don't, like, as a perv, basically, just because mm-hmm. you see that I'm a porn star, like, it's, 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 it, Annoying. It, I don't like it. it it's, it's fucking it. Yeah, it's it turns me off. Like I don't want to work with somebody who's like trying to get in my pants, like like that. Like there has to be a professionalism to it, and that's like a huge yeah. thing with me. Like you because can't I just think the biggest, I think the biggest misconception of people that are getting in it now is that they think that's what it is. Exactly. That just, it's that they understand the. We do this for a living. It's like I had this conversation with somebody before. I said, you have people that do the... How can I put this? There's people that do the porn hustle and there's people that do the porn business. Exactly. We do the porn business because we make it a career. We're trying to make money off of this and long-lasting money versus a lot of these motherfuckers doing it short time. And they're being being short-sighted with how they enter into career. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a huge a huge misconception thinking that we're just over here just to fuck and that's it. That that's what we want out of this. Like it's mm-hmm. not even like that. Like you know, we're still people. It's not like we're fucking sex robots. Um mm-hmm. that just that that's just what it is. Like we're trying to we're trying to build ourselves and build whoever we're working with along with us like it's Mm -hmm. that's how it is but people like often super Mm -hmm. often confuse it for that you know it's just Mm -hmm. sex and that you want to fuck whoever you see and stuff like it's not even like that Mm -hmm. oh yeah Mm -hmm. most definitely now since you were discussing your gangbang earlier (laughs) (laughs) How did you hook up with Belitis? Um, so I saw them on Twitter, and um, I I had uh, my my husband was a huge follower of a sub girl, and mm-hmm. um, she's part of the Elitist Affairs. Um, okay. so he would always tell me sub girl, sub girl, sub girl, and he would be like constantly talking about sub girl. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let me see if, you know, I can do it so that he can, he can, um, get a session with sub girl. Um, that, that was my purpose. Um, so, (laughs) yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Like, when you get pulled in, okay. (laughs) Exactly, right. So, um, we were at the Exotica in New Jersey and I only went on the, on the Friday. I didn't go on Saturday or Sunday. I only went on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, so that day, um, there was an after party and I had hit them up and I told them, you know, that I wanted to, I wanted to be part of a party, um, Mm -hmm. that I was interested in them. Um, so after the Exotica in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, um, mm-hmm. We went to the after party and um, and it ended up being that I was like their surprise guest because I was coming <laughs> along with my husband. <laughs> so I ended up 
being like the the surprise guest and that's when I had like a 40 man gangbang my very first gangbang um and uh, it was with the sole purpose of my husband meeting Subgirl that I kind of just got and how many into girls, it. How many girls were there along with you with the 40 um, There was, uh, Subgirl was there, Venus Elitist was there, um, mm. Barbie Elitist was there, and Mrs. Dark Cuckold. Those are the ones that I okay, saw. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's... it's 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 like put it this way, like for one, as a guy that has tried to do it and mm-hmm. know film side of it, the difficulty of it, that right. the fact that I pulled off a gangbang is impressive within itself. Then right. the fact that have 40 and 50 guys, even though yes, it's seven girls, it's still guys in particular, they sometimes don't want to fuck in the same room. Right, so really got a good like network going or what have you, you know. Period. How right. is able to pull off filming with all these people? Are they willing to give a paperwork ID, or is it just they don't want to show their face? Which, because because like I said, I know that does kind of bring some difficulties within to if y'all want to film a game within the midst right. of that. Right. Um, so what happens is that, yeah, they do ask for paperwork and ID, um, and they make you find, sign, um, a release form, basically, you know, knowing that you're going in there to be filmed. If you, if you don't want your face on the camera, um, they tell you to wear a mask and they provide masks. Um, but they also have a non-filming room. They have a room. They usually it's two rooms together that they're okay. literally joined by a door. Um, okay. And in one room is a filming room where you know that you're going to be filmed, and in another room there's no cameras at all. So you get your oh no, so dudes be bouncing back and forth because they yes. so you can like go some fuck it. I'll be filmed. <laughs> yes. She didn't came with that good hair. I'm gonna follow her. In. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. And it's 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 crazy because I think on when was it on Saturday? Mm-hmm. On Saturday, um it was the same layout. It's always the same layout mm-hmm. with the two rooms. And I was mm-hmm. in the non um filming room and then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, like it was only me and I heard the other girls screaming on the other side. So I just got up and then I went to the other room and all the guys that were like fucking me, they followed me. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. They'd be like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> because like I said, we, hey, I can do probably can do a game bag because that's something I could not do. I could do it the most. I'd be the third in a four man situation. But yeah. like, boy, nah, I can't even. Nah, I can't. Nah, <laughs> that's too much. That's too I much. Get it. That's too I much fighting it. over pussy. But no, I respect yeah. it though because, like I said, I mean, you know, don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a bad woman to take that many dicks and fuck that many dudes. Yeah. And and I know your face <laughs> is filled tense, ass filled with cum for days. So. Yes. Now, with it being filmed, is this something that is strict? The film goes strictly to elitists, and or y'all share in the content. How does that go now? Because I'm pretty sure that some of the ladies want to walk away with a game bang. Because some, of, let's be honest, some of those girls, part of their brand is their game bangs. Absolutely. Um. So what they do is they film on like. 
three different professional cameras to make sure that they get all angles. Um, And then aside from that, they do, if we, if we want the video, they do give it to us, but um, we also have the chance to record on our phone. So, you know, I bring my husband everywhere and as I'm like Mm. going everywhere, he's, he's um, filming me in portions so that he can have fun, but he's also Mm -hmm. filming at the same time. So it's content trade in that aspect. Um, But we also do um, record from our own phone so that we have some material on our Mm -hmm. phone before they release the video. Okay, I see what you're saying. So Mm -hmm. um, now also when... um, I know you don't do those parties. How often do those parties go down? Y'all doing like Um, monthly, bi-weekly, weekly... It's been monthly so far. I've only this is. My- I hope so, cause y'all got <laughs> the fuck. I know he giving you aftercare like a motherfucker. Like, baby, it's okay, baby. Yeah, your pussy okay, baby. Your pussy. Yeah, look, look. I eat it later, cause I know it's sorted than a motherfucker. Cause I know yes. you can. Oh, that's crazy that you say that because so- on Saturday. I- was I was like I was about to like cry. I was like I'm in so oh, much be. pain. My pussy hurts. My ass hurts. My fucking everything hurts. I, I was over it. Like oh you were taking an ass too. You were DP. No, no. I was about to say God day. I said no. she was beasty. No, I think it was from throwing it back so much. Ooh, I was about to say, I see why they follow you. They got all three holes open, goddamn. But no, no, it's a no, no, ain't no, no, ain't no. Oh god, <laughs> not in that situation. Hell no. No, one no. see all gonna want to jump in. Oh shit, she taking in the ass. Right, exactly. Everybody's gonna fucking <clears throat> swing. And we talking about different size dicks, different form dicks. Yeah, different dicks. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes, yeah, so. all different sizes, all different girths, everything. So shoot, so it's like, so how often do you like outside of the stuff that you and your husband do? When you do, how often do you shoot with featured people? Like you know, outside kind of outside town. Um, I would say maybe like once a month. Maybe sometimes, like recently, mm-hmm. it's been maybe like once every two months that I film with like uh, outside people and like producers mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um I do do my fan meets and stuff <clears throat> like that so there's that mm-hmm. and that I do maybe like once every two weeks okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice well now we get to the portion of the show where the dicks go limp and the pussies go dry <laughs> we about to talk about the business see I set you up Oh, I see that. I see. <laughs> because see, this is shit that people don't want to talk about. So this mm-hmm. is what we talk about. Like I said, my show is 100% real. I don't play that. Absolutely. Now, since you since you came to this business. Yes. People don't realize it takes a lot of work to maintain this business, to make money in this business, and the key, consistent money in this business. Yes. One money is terrible. The next money is not. So mm-hmm. speak to that. Plus, at the same token, what do you do to pick it up? And to and in your situation, because apparently you you touch multiple boards of the sex work trade, mm-hmm. to take the place of when the content is slow. Go. Um. So 
it, it can be tough. It can be tough because you're right. It does slow down and, you know, you don't see money all the time. And sometimes, like you said, it's more money sometimes than sometimes it's not. Um, so, like you said, it's consistency. Like, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes. It takes up a lot of time of my day. Um, but I'm constantly posting on Twitter. I I constantly answering to messages, constantly posting on um Instagram, constantly posting on um. Well, I just made a many vids and AP clips, <laughs> so I'm like not count now about to constantly be posting on there. So it's just like you're being pulled in so many different directions to make sure mm. that you're you're like that your viewers are viewing what you want to see what you want them to see so you want to post yourself on different on different platforms in different ways because you don't want to post the same thing on every single site so you kind of like have Mm. to switch it up it's 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 a lot of work it's a lot of mental work like and it goes hours throughout a day Mm. um so that's that's the hardest part about it. I think just keeping up with Twitter, especially, mm-hmm. it's because people are retweeting your stuff and commenting and messaging. Um, but that's the thing. When it slows down, I mean, all I can do is basically keep my consistency up and post a little bit more than I did maybe let's say if the last week was slow I can post Mm. a little bit more than I did last week and see how that goes um Mm. that's when I'll start um filming if I don't have any bookings with um any outside producers I'll start filming more videos um myself um more videos Mm. um with my partner and uh that's so that I'm able to like sell those videos on top of everything that I'm doing. But you know, I'm trying to like reach different audiences and people who maybe not don't know who I am. So I only mm-hmm. have a certain certain platform that I can mm-hmm. reach them at, and I just have to hope for the best sometimes because you really don't know how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Now, you are one that has an expanded brand. And what I mean by that, so my listeners can understand, mm-hmm. she does meet and greets, parties, content, probably customs. You do webcam? No, I don't do webcam. Okay, then. Speak to the importance of having multiple ways of making money within this industry. Uh, it's extremely important just because, you know, <laughs> you're, you're trying to make your money and you're trying to like perform your best and do what you do best on camera so that you're able to bring in income and like touch those people who actually want to see you. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's super important. It's, it's insane. Like it's just constantly like having to do what you do <laughs> in order to get people to want to see your stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, because um, people don't realize real work is after you film it. Because now you got to sell it and, and exactly. make sure it sells. You know, period. But like I said, also because, see, the thing of it is, is you do family and greets and you do these parties. Yes. Now, how has that benefited you when it comes to one from the party itself, which I know off gate, 
you get clientele for that. And two, also how it benefits the sale of your content. Okay, so the party itself, yes, because um, so some usually you you recruit people and you try to get people to come and tell them, you know, I'm gonna be over there, um, come by so that you can have access to me and access to my girls and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. so the parties is huge because there's people who I haven't talked to or that show up for somebody else that then are introduced to me because they went to that party. So then Mm -hmm. they go, they meet me for the first time. They like what I do. They tell their friends, their friends tell their friends. And then they, they all like, you know, everybody can go and find me where they need to find Mm -hmm. me. And now, you know, they become my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing for fan meets. It's it's a little bit restricted on the fact that it's just like you know it's one person and not like a mm-hmm. whole group of people. But mm-hmm. if a fan is coming to meet me and they're like a they're a fan, um, they're they're already knowing what they're about to walk in, but it's different experiencing it. So now it's kind of like tell your friends i I don't have Mm -hmm. to say that but you know they kind of know like after Mm -hmm. they have the experience with me that they're about to tell their friends that they're about to like they're about to yeah just tell people (laughs) what they experienced (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's it's the parties are i think the bigger aspect of that but the fan meets are important too because those are your fans like they came for you like so they want to meet you they want to experience you Mm -hmm. and they can they're already a fan so it's not hard for them to be like oh well you know here's Sasha and go follow her and go do this and go do that and try to meet up with her and stuff like that so that's important too yeah so now why do you think I'm gonna ask you this? Then we're gonna move on to something else. Sure. Why do you think girls are opposed to doing meet and greets? Because I think actually that's part of the course. I mean, right. at some point, fans want to meet Beyonce. At some point, they want to meet Cardi B. It's right. just all fans want to meet. Well, I don't mean to, to say it. You know, this is an unsuccessful podcast, but I ain't the point. You get you get the drift. Speak to yeah. Me. Um, so I think the biggest reason would be that you don't know who's about to walk in on you. Um, Mm -hmm. you don't know who you're about to get. You don't know this person. Like you're just counting on the fact that they're a fan, that they're going to be respectful. And obviously we tell Mm -hmm. them the rules. We tell them the rules right prior, like, um, Mm -hmm. that they need to, they need to come professionally, that they need to act a certain way, that they can't be a weirdo you know like they have to be respectful because it's 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 like meeting anybody that you like like you're gonna be respectful you can't come off weird i think Mm -hmm. the the biggest thing is that 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 they might be feeling uncomfortable with who they might get or that something might go wrong or Mm -hmm. you know like there's always that like even in the back of my mind sometimes, you know, unless like I I usually don't film with fans that make me feel weird, intimidated, uh, mm. like any if they're real pushy, like I want to see you right now. I, 
I can't wait to fuck you like right now mm-hmm. like I, I'm like I I tell them from the ghetto the get go like completely be professional and then you know we can depending on how the conversation is going we can mm-hmm. meet up and then you know we can enjoy each other and then you know it it'll go smoothly like that but you never know who's about to walk into your door you don't yeah so that's like that's a big true, portion true. of it now i i wanted to ask you on the stuff because first of all you need to be spanked because He's your husband. He, he was he was your boyfriend at one point, but he's your husband now. So he was your husband from the beginning of this interview. And yeah. I'm speaking to your husband. Damn yes. I'm no longer <laughs> okay. boyfriend. I put in the work. Damn it, I'm my husband. Now. I said boyfriend at now, the time. At the time. Yeah, at the time. But at the time, he was your boyfriend, but he's your husband now. It was like, he's no, my, my husband, husband now, of course. Yes. <laughs> And so yes. tell him He's I awesome. said, hey, much respect to him. And thank you for I allowing me to do this interview. Now, oh, yeah. He was really hyped <coughs> about it. But yes, I'll let oh, him know. Yeah. <laughs> so now with that being said, I always said the blueprint to be a success in this business is having a residential male talent and you work with male talent that's established, you know what I'm saying, around that or what have you. Mm-hmm. Now, you're technically doing the blueprint. But what I mean by that is you have a... You have worked with established male talent, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have a residence, which is your husband. Now, right. With that being said, because he's not a fuck boy, he ain't, no, this is hubby. Right. His kids is everything. Mm-hmm. How do you balance your marriage and the business? So, where, put it this way, for example. Every time y'all fucking ain't a camera on type situation. Y'all make time for the relationship. Speak to that. Um, so let me point out that first, my husband is my biggest supporter. He mm. he makes sure that, you know, if I'm slacking on something, he can jump on and help me on anything. If it comes to social media, if it comes to like giving me pointers, if it comes to any of that. So communication with him about whatever I'm feeling insecure about or whatever I feel like I might be able to do better and things like that, like he helps me through that completely. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, there is there is a thin a thin line, like a very thin line between mm-hmm. business and pleasure in this industry. Like a very thin line because you're already fucking whoever you're about to fuck. Like, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. like from the beginning, we've always said that business is business and pleasure is pleasure but Mm. sometimes they're gonna intertwine and that's okay at the end Mm. of the day i'm coming back to my husband i'm not staying out i'm not staying over at anyone's (laughs) house like you know like i'm not fucking having a fucking boyfriend on the side with one of these fucking people like you know at the end of the day Mm. he's my husband and he understands that and um and we i've set the rules from the beginning and we we came to an understanding that you know like this is how certain things are going to work this is how certain Mm -hmm. things aren't going to work and we kind of go based off of um those principles and and those rules that we set um Mm -hmm. it 
I, I wouldn't say that making time for him is ever hard. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. with him 24-7. He comes with me everywhere. Um, and he's my best friend. Like I, I just moved to 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 um the mountains in Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. I'm by myself and he's the only person that I can talk to. So, yeah. So he's um he's been really supportive when I'm overwhelmed. Um and he makes sure mm-hmm. that if I need help with anything, he's and, and I take it y'all uh swingers to a certain extent. Yeah. Swingers? Yes. Y'all swingers. Yes. Okay, y'all in the swingers lifestyle. Exactly. Not necessarily poly. What was that? Are y'all poly? No, I wouldn't say okay. poly. I just would say okay. that we're swinging. Y'all swing it like this. We we swing together, not separately, motherfucker. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we swing together, not separately. This week. Right, yeah. right. Because um, now I'm going to ask you this. Do you think being married in this business keeps you grounded and focused on the business? Because you know, let, let's keep it 100, because I keep 100 on my show. Mm-hmm. There's drama. Feeling people getting their feelings and shit like that. Do you think you being married <laughs> helps you stay out of that shit? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm like grateful that I came into this when I was married because it. I don't know, like if you spend enough time, let's say that you're filming with a producer, like twenty four seven, like mm-hmm. it is easy for. If you're single, it is easy for yeah. you to be like influenced by whatever they're saying. They'll start throwing out, "Oh, you're so beautiful." Oh, um, I wish I had <laughs> you around and stuff like that. And we're females. At the end of the day, you know, like <clears throat> we stand our ground. But a single mm. female might jump into that and might be feeling lonely and is like already like, "Well, this producer has everything established, so I might as mm-hmm. well, you know, click on to him." And then another producer comes by, and then maybe they want to click on to them now. So mm-hmm. I can see how feelings can get mixed up into somebody who's single going into this. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, my mentality is business is business. So yeah. I feel like even if I was single, like everything is a business to me, no matter if I'm going. Yes, it is fun. Everything is fun. But at the same time, business is business if i'm going to an after party i'm creating content and business is business and that's that's my mentality through everything i think of everything as a business because i have i have my husband who i can do whatever with like i don't have to mix my emotions and anything and i'm grateful for that who wants to be in their emotions with with random people that they don't even know that could be telling them lies or feeding into their brain you don't know who what people are capable of doing these days oh yeah because it it, the thing i tell people is that but one i i always felt that talent shouldn't fuck off camera unless they're gonna get married or dating absolutely absolutely in my opinion uh, because you're already getting the pussy anyway. Exactly. So what's the point? <laughs> exactly. What are we fucking on camera for? No. You're doing the same shit you just did on camera. So you. <laughs> exactly. What else do you want? <laughs> I mean, but I, but but see that what I mean by it takes a certain person to be in this business and right. to all the business because they don't understand when you in front of that camera, it's not the same as fucking off camera. You had to think no. of angles. You had to think of positioning. Mm-hmm. You have to think about how to work the camera in the whole nine. You know, period. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 
which I doubt it, during the midst of a game bay, you are not thinking about that because you have too many dicks in your face. But I, <laughs> I have too many dicks. Let me make sure you look at the camera. You ain't got time to look at the camera right about now. You ain't got time to look at the Yeah, sometimes it does get chaotic. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, yeah. So, but no, but um, I definitely uh, cause I ain't gonna hold you up. I know you said you had to do some stuff. Um, yes. I want to see you back <laughs> for more episodes. I definitely want to discuss um swinging because sure. I always talk about that on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, misconceptions where people don't understand about it or what have you. Because I do little stuff like that and everything. And I, 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 like I said, for what I've seen, I was like, I was impressed. I was like, and I really liked you with the corn. Yo, I really liked you with the the the, the, the braids. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I have that, that. That was smoking, yo. I was like, Ooh, okay. Okay. Thank you. I had to. I had to because the last time, like, I went with my hair straightened, and I have, I have really kinky hair. So yeah, as soon as there's spit, and I'm a spitter, so as soon as there's spit <laughs> touching my hair, my shit kinks the fuck up. Oh wait, wait, say so. So how wet did the BJ get? Oh my god, it, it's fucking. It's like opening a faucet. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna be coming back for a couple of episodes, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's right, I people. Hope so. so it like this, it's it's official. Can I call you a smoke buddy? Yes, absolutely. I'm a smoke so buddy. So she'll be back. She'll be back <laughs> most definitely out of this piece. So and and, yes. and and I'm looking forward to bringing you back. So tell everybody where they can spend some money on you. Where they can spend some money on me. So um I'm still hooking up my many vids and my um my what is the other one called AP clips so I'm still mm-hmm. hooking that up it's not ready yet but for everything I always announce it on my Twitter which is okay. Sasha underscore elitist everything mm-hmm. is announced there about what I'm about to do and mm-hmm. um my Instagram is the real Sasha Ivy okay and um check out X videos Check out what? X videos. X videos. Is that mm-hmm. another one? Yeah. You see. See, I just gave you a jewel. Watching on to everything. Give you a jewel like this. See, now you got to holler at me. I can tell you things. Actually, yes. that's why I tell people listen to the podcast. You'd be surprised what you find out. <laughs> I know. I know. Definitely check out X videos. Uh, it, it's it's worth it. Oh, especially. So Especially now that not only doing premium, also uh, was a video sharing uh, with monetizing videos and shit, but also now doing uh, memberships and selling clips. And trust me, it's if I'm sitting here telling you, and I've been this many fifteen years, almost mm-hmm. twenty, you better believe you know I know what you're talking about because yes. I, I make money in my sleep. Yes, absolutely. No, I'll definitely check that out tonight. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. So with that being said, people, you know how we end this. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, Mom. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>